When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Crystal Andrews from Daily Mail Australia. And I'm Josh Moss, and you're listening to Obsessed, where we discuss the biggest moments in reality TV and try to figure out why we're all still so obsessed with watching normal people find fame on screen. In Season 1, we're talking all things Love Island Australia 2019. Oh my goodness. Holy... Week three, off with a bang. Monday night, double dumping was huge. We have so much to talk about. I don't know if my heart can take a double dumping on a Monday, a Monday night. You survived. You're all right. I'm here. I'm here. Some of them aren't there though. We had two people dumped from the island, Maurice and Vanessa. I know everyone would have different views on these two islanders. Initial thoughts? Well, my initial thoughts was Australia finally got exactly what they wanted <laughs> Yeah, because the public had a say in this one. So it was the votes for your favourite couple in the Love Island app that basically determined the bottom three couples. So the three least popular couples, they were all up for elimination, plus Jared as the only single in the villa. Mm. And I think as soon as the names were all read out and they were all standing up there, I kind of knew who was going to go. <laughs> I agree. And I think that the bottom three couples were, it was really obvious who was going to be the bottom three couples. You know, what everyone was thinking sort of happened. You know, I think that the top three couples, Adam Cartier. Anna and one of the twins. Anna and one of Cassie the twins. Cassie and the other twin. Cassie we and We still the can't quite tell them apart. <laughs> no. Did you vote? No, I actually didn't vote. I did. I only just got the app. I only just got that, which is a bit of poor That's form. Because I used to get up people, I say, did you vote? And, you know, all my friends would say, oh, I couldn't be bothered downloading the app. I'm like, it takes two seconds. And now I'm one of those people that haven't, that only just downloaded the app. Well, so. I downloaded it and I voted. I voted for Adam and Cartier as my favourite. Oh. I think they're adorable. Yeah, so do I. So Maurice, Australia's <laughs> villain of, you know, of Love Island 2019, he's gone. I think he was genuinely surprised though. He's always got a weird smile that he's just sitting there. I'm like, why are you smiling right now? Like, it's about, you know, people are about to be dumped. Maurice was was in there, what, two and a half weeks? So he still was in the villa for a decent amount of time. I think it was the right time for him to go. You know, we saw at the start what he was like. Jesse read through him straight away. Then he jumped ship to Cynthia. Yep who also was on the fence about whether she saw him as a genuine person she could find a connection with. She was always tossing and turning whether, is this guy legit? Is this guy real? Does he want to find a connection or is it just sort of fame? It did feel to me like their relationship was starting to blossom a little bit though. There There was something there. There was an attraction there, I mean, you know, she was clearly attracted to him and I think vice versa. Um, But at the end of the day, the girls got involved, didn't they? Yeah, the girls got involved. Maurice has been dumped. I'm not too upset about the dumping. I think that if a guy had to go, I think Maurice was probably the right person to go. I did think it pretty much came down to him or Jared. And even when Cassie, Anna and Cartier were 
having that discussion and talking about who to eliminate. I mean, I almost wish this was more like Survivor, where after the person's been eliminated, then you get to see the piece to camera where they explain why, <laughs> where they explain why they wrote that person's name down on the piece of paper. Because I did feel like we only got just the littlest hint of why they decided to dump Maurice, basically. Mm. And they did raise that point about Jared, you know, he's been through, well, now he's actually kissed every single girl in the villa (laughs) and he's been partnered up with most of them and hasn't seemed to really click with anyone. But, I mean, I guess ultimately they... They chose still, They were still uncomfortable with some of the comments that Maurice was making around the villa, Cartier said that in very, you know, in very literal terms. She said, he says things and I just look at him and think, are you for real? <laughs> yeah, I think I think Maurice wrote his own funeral with that one. Jared's now been given, what, three chances, mm. four lifelines, three or four lifelines. I think it's it's go time for Jared. If he doesn't sort of kick it up a notch and really put himself out there and just embrace the whole process, I think he's going to be the next one to go home. I think Jared does realise that now. You know, you've seen him open up a little bit more in the last, you know, episode or so, you know, taking control of the water aerobics game, you know, being more active in the beach chart, giving his opinion, you know, he, I feel like he's more invested into the... And that kiss with Jesse. Oh my challenge. God. I was Woo-hoo. quietly cheering. I was like fist pumping in the air when it they did that. steaming. I did like it. Yeah. I thought he was going to choose Cynthia and then he chose, you know, completely randomly chose Jesse and I was like, oh, that's a bit bit of a strange one. But then Jesse, you know, she looks She got like, into it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I think that we might see more of Jared now. I, I have been a little bit disappointed with with the way he's been on the show. You know, I actually came in with Jared with such high expectations. Me too. I thought he was going to be my favourite and he's just been a bit, uh, a bit standard. Yeah. A bit. He gets one more chance. <laughs> Crystal's giving one more chance as well. Another person who went home was Vanessa. I know there's a lot of mixed opinions this about, is the big one. about her. Even on the Love Island Australia Instagram account, I was scrolling through the comments on the post after the dumpings had happened and there are a lot of mixed feelings and sentiments about this one. This was a storyline that pretty much had played out for maybe a week. Mm. Now, so everybody seemed to turn on Vanessa pretty quickly, saying that she wasn't genuine in her relationship with Matt, that she was manipulating him, that she was in it to get to the end for the money, the fame, all the rest of it. We have spoken about those aspects of Love Island a little bit before. But I think she knew, we knew as soon as it was clear that the three guys would be voting for the girl to go home, she knew she was gone. She knew she had no chance. Yeah, well, the Queen's been dethroned. There's uh, a Love Island Queen spot vacant now. Does that? Uh, what does that make Matt if he's not the king? Is he like the court jester? Or? Yeah, do you, I mean, do you get demoted? Do you stay a king if you lose <laughs> you your queen? Can't. I don't know. We'll have to check, uh, check how the royal family works. I'm a bit torn on this because I think Vanessa, for me, it looked like she was game playing a bit. You know, we, we've, we've had a bit of a laugh with the whole king and queen comment that she made, but I just feel like Vanessa was sort of saying things to try and put thoughts into people's head like she was going to go to the end and she was going to be in that final three. I do think she, Vanessa was probably treated a bit unfairly, you know, towards the back end of last night's episode, you know, especially when, you know, the whole villa was starting to gang up on her, Mm. you know, whether it was behind her back, in front of her, they were sort of making, you know, Owen was making, I thought, pretty mean jokes, you know, saying she's a witch and... It was really uncomfortable to watch by the end of of Monday night's episode just how much everyone was willing to 
pile on, basically. Even though Vanessa may have been doing a little bit of game playing, I don't think that she deserved to be treated like that. Ultimately, she, that that was what was the end of her. You know, once the joke started to be made and there was comments being said, I think that was the end. Vanessa was starting to get involved in other people's drama. I know we saw mm. I, one of the twins was with Anna and Vanessa was sort of saying that she wasn't sure about one of the twins, you know, he, he admitted to cheating on his girlfriend in previous relationships. You know, are you sure you want to be with someone like that? You know, I've got question marks on him. Anna went and spoke to the twins straight away. I was like, why is Vanessa getting involved in other people's relationships, especially one that hasn't had any problem? I don't agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Anna was very happy to weigh in on Vanessa and Matt's relationship. True. Very happy. She's very vocal. In fact, she she could barely contain her smile when Vanessa was was dumped from the island. I actually found myself pretty upset on behalf of Vanessa last night and I almost felt at the end of, of last week I felt like I'd missed something. I don't know if you agree with me on this point but all of a sudden everybody was talking about, you know, her being manipulative and her playing a game. And I almost felt like I'd missed, had something been set off mic, had something been set off camera, why did all of a sudden everybody start talking about this exclusively about her in such a, you know, in such a strong way when Matt was making just as many comments about being king and queen of the villa, you know, why Why was it only Vanessa that was copying all of that heat? Like surely the producers aren't going to miss a major comment like that or something really significant happening or does that happen? No, they wouldn't. They would They would probably air it if something significant was said. I just feel like, you know, yes, Matt was saying he was the king of the villa as well. I just feel like whenever they were sort of trying to iron out an issue, Vanessa would sort of put words she would sort of like manipulate the situation to make Matt look like he was doing all the wrong things in the relationship. Yeah. You know, she would say things like, you know, you're not as invested, you know, I'm really upset at you doing this or that. And Matt's, Matt's a, you know, he's a bit of a simple guy and I feel like he would come in <laughs> to put it nicely. Lovable and simple. Yeah. You know, I think Matt was trying to work out whether she was genuine game playing. And then when he'd approach the situation, Vanessa would twist it and make it seem like, you know, well, you're always talking to Anna and I don't like that. And she'd turn it to make Matt feel like he was in the wrong. And I feel like that's where Australia was, was getting the manipulative image of of Vanessa. That's where I got it anyway. Yeah, but um, he was talking to Anna, but it wasn't just that he was talking to Anna. He was talking to Anna about all of these perceived problems in his relationship with Vanessa. And Anna was very quite vocal about saying, look, I don't think this is good. I don't think this is right. Everybody else starts to weigh in. I, I'm a little bit team Vanessa on this one. I was really galled by the fact that he did not appear to stand up for her once. He didn't. He did not back her up. He didn't try to squash any of the conversations that happened to him. Like if my partner, even if it is a game, if you have a teammate, even let's just put it that way, teammates, not even you're not even boyfriend and girlfriend. If we're on a team and other people are talking smack about me and my teammate's like, yeah, yeah, she sucks. <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. Like I think she had every right to be upset about that and questioning how genuine he was if he wasn't even going to stick up for her once in, in all of the trash that was basically being, being said about her and smeared all over the island. And then for her to be held to the same standard about not weighing in on anybody else's relationship is just like that just really floored me. I, I couldn't believe that the islanders were kind of taking that tone and they couldn't see their own hypocrisy in that. 
Yeah, it did feel like a bit of a gang up towards the end. And then, you know, Vanessa asked Matt, would you walk out of the villa if I got dumped? And he he sort of deferred the question and was like, oh, you know, let's not think that far He's ahead. like, well, we're not going to go. Yeah, and I was like, and then she's like, you didn't answer the question. Then he avoided it again. And I was like, oh, like I was torn because Matt was saying, you know, we haven't been going that well lately, so it doesn't warrant me to walk away. You know, that I can understand that on one hand. But on the other hand, you guys have been together since day one. Absolutely. You've progressed, you know, you've been through, you know, DJ Sam had a crack at Vanessa. You guys got through that. Now you're, you're out the other side and you're still not willing to to walk away. So She chose Matt over Sam. She did. Sam made his run. She could have left Matt high and dry, really, but she was loyal and stuck by him. In fact, if anything, Vanessa's been more loyal to Matt than Matt had to her. Yeah, that's true. Um, I feel like I'm I feel like I'm getting you to come around. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I agree with you, but I still think Vanessa was trying to play her, overplay her hand in, in other relationships in the villa as well. I, I think they're both in the wrong in this one, you know. Mm. And, and when Vanessa was leaving the villa, she, you know, they said, you know, it, what do you guys think the likelihood of you and Matt working out on the outside? And she said, there's probably no. That was a stone cold no. Stone cold no. There's no way I'm going to be looking to build on this relationship post villa. So it looks like that one's done and dusted. Can we talk about his national television tears last night though the crying <laughs> what did you think of that look it looked legit is for me it looked like he was really really upset whether that was because Vanessa went home the relationship failed it could be a range of different reasons. I thought the tears looked quite legit. Uh, you were convinced. I was convinced. I was sold. So well, I'm, I'm guessing okay. you're not well, thinking look, the same thing. <laughs> yeah. I agreed with you. So when when Sophie said that Vanessa was gone and he just instantly like broke down and I was like I was moved by that. I was a little bit touched. And I'll read you the notes that I actually wrote. I was, I was sitting with my laptop watching the show. I was typing notes. I said, wow, Matt was genuinely gutted and how refreshing is it to see a young guy so openly emotional on television? My heart breaks for both of them. I was on board with all of that. But then when he realised that he didn't also have to leave with Vanessa, that she was just going and he was staying, he was almost giggling with glee. The The tears immediately stopped. There was a big smile on his face and he was like, oh, oh, I thought I was gone. Yes. Goes and sits down, claps Owen on the back. That I didn't like. That I thought was inconsiderate and a little bit ugly. No, he was just happy to get the support of his islanders for a few more days before, oh. he, before he walks away again. No, I, if I agree. You just hadn't have done that. Like, <laughs> I agree with you. I agree. That was that was a bit. That was a slap in the face. Matt was standing there, and and Matt was thinking like, oh, I'm going to go home. And I thought that he was crying because of the whole Vanessa situation. Yeah, me too. But then Sophie's like, you're saved, and he was like, oh, woo, I can sit back down with my Islanders, and it's all good now. I was like, oh, that's a bit of rubbing salt into into the wounds. You know, Vanessa's already up there feeling so average about herself, and then you're smiling and cheering because you're saved from being dumped, but I thought you were more upset because Vanessa. She was going. She was going home, but it looked like he was more stoked to just still be in the villa. Before that, there was a moment I thought he was actually going to say, no, I'm going to leave too. Like I thought it just kind of there was this tension and he was just crying so much. I thought, oh, God, he's changed his mind and he's going to go as well, but no. I never thought he was uh, wanted to go home. You were sure? I was sure he wanted to stay in that villa. You know, you just got to look at the comments that were said a few days before that. So, yeah, I mean, he's safe 
for another for another day, but you know how safe he's going to be. Maybe just one day. Yeah, maybe just one day. Yeah. Vanessa has done some post exit interviews with our Daily Mail team, as they as they all do, and she's been, you know, as you mentioned, pretty clear cut and pretty scathing about about everything that happened. So she pretty much says that from the time Josh and Luke came in, they were just smearing her pretty much for the moment they walked in the doors. And I do think that is quite interesting because obviously they've seen some of the show before they've gone in. They've been able to potentially read up on her and and look at different things before going in. So they kind of go in with a little bit of that additional information. She said, Josh and Luke were just spreading things that I think were quite unfair comments. We're all in there without our phones or the internet. So Matt couldn't go and check to see if what these guys were saying was actually true or to get any backstory behind it. And everyone just listened to that. She said that she, she does and did have feelings for Matt. She wishes she could have just turned them off. Probably would have saved her a bit of grief, but she couldn't. And then she said that she's going to hit up old mate DJ Sam. Did she actually? Yeah. Wow. I I actually, I think DJ Sam and Vanessa would have been a better match, to be honest. So I'm kind of stoked that that Vanessa's gonna gonna do that, but I actually agree with Vanessa a bit there. It's not fair for an outsider to come in and, and say all these articles that have been written or talk about the rumors because, as we know, like people like to just talk. So how do you even know if those rumors are true in the first place? Second of all, the people inside the villa don't they don't you're right they don't have access to a computer they don't have access to talking to anyone on the outside. Can't so, verify. So if you if you come in and say something like it really weighs in on your mind. I mean I know when I was in the villa and, and people were coming in and saying all sorts of things like I would overthink that for days. You know, well there's nothing else to do. <laughs> for sure. I mean I remember I came in. Francoise was one of the first arrivals in our season and she was sort of coming in and and you know she came up to me and I was like oh because this is the, after the whole Kim Taylor saga and then I was you know talking to her and she was like, yeah, I'd sort of be interested in you, but like, you just look like a bit too much of a larrikin. And like some of the rumors on the outside are just some, not what I'm looking for in a guy. And I was like, and then I was trying to press her, but then the producers came in and they were like, they shut it down, pulled pulled Francoise away and was like, you can't do that. And then I was trying to press her about what had been said and she wasn't allowed to say anything else. So I was like, oh my God, what are they saying on the outside? And that would just make you so paranoid. It did for about two or three days. Because you don't know what it is. No, I was overthinking everything. I was like, oh, how am I looking on screen? You know, what am I saying? You know, maybe I need to rethink, you know, being me inside of there. And, and it started to weigh in, but then it got to the stage where you just you just stop caring. Like any bit of shame that I had was gone, and <laughs> I like whatever. I'm I'm here now. It's, it's well, you don't like, have a choice, right? Yeah. You don't know what's been said. Yeah, you can't not be you. It's too hard to try and orchestrate that for 24 hours a day. So you may as well just whatever. let it go. Yeah, just be you. Yeah. Well, clearly, look, that's that's definitely how Vanessa felt. She yep. couldn't fight it. The odds were stacked against her. That's her point of view on that one anyway. I do think that whole trope, I suppose, of her being this like vixen, man-eater, manipulator and also by the same token everyone saying like, oh, Matt's so lovable but, you know, he's just a he's a simple guy, he's a big, dumb, lovable guy, he doesn't know any better. Like I think that was really unfair to both of them to say that she's just trying to manipulate everybody and on the other hand saying that Matt's not smart enough to stick up for himself, like that's also an insult to him. How's that fence you're sitting on, Crystal? You're saying that both, I want to hear, what side are you on? Team team Vanessa, team team Matt. Oh, after last night, I'm definitely team Vanessa. I'm way off Matt. Yeah. He did play the victim. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm still going to say I'm team Matt, but I, like, I can see that, I can see how both were sort of mistreated as well. We'll agree to disagree on that one. <laughs> 
Standard. Yeah, standard, standard procedure. I'm used line. to it. I'm used to it. <laughs> I also want to talk about, although this happened at the end of last week, I want to talk about the truth bike a little <sighs> bit because there were some interesting revelations that came out from this with some of the couples. Obviously, a, a big thing there was Matt and Vanessa. That's over now. That's all ended. We'll leave that one. But I want to talk about Cartier and Adam and the questions that were being thrown their way about religion and whether or not, on one hand, whether Cartier would expect Adam to go to church with her on Sundays. She said that she did. And then on the other hand, whether Adam would go to church with Cartier and he said that he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that bike is a very powerful truth serum. That that $30 uh, Kmart bike is a real, <laughs> it's got special powers, doesn't it? I thought the budget was meant to increase for season two. Clearly not. That stupid bike ruined a few days for me in that villa as well. It's real weird because when you, when you see that truth bike, everyone's sort of laughing, having a good time, but then you hop on it and it's like, you know, you feel there's actually a lot of pressure. You're on the people, spot. People just throw like, these intense questions at you and you can ask whatever you want because you're on the truth bike and like people throw some intense questions on Is that Is it just bike. that you can't think quickly enough to even lie about it because you're distracted by pedaling and looking at everyone looking back at you and I was so stupid. So I was on that bike and in, I don't even know why I thought this, but I was like, the bike's going to know if I'm lying. Like the bike will know. Stop. You I, did I, not. I did think you that. You thought that it was I like a that. heart rate monitor or something. I thought that it was inside my brain and oh, it was going to tell my thoughts. I know. And That's like, so embarrassing. I know. And like the, if you watch it, the, the harder the questions get, the faster I start pedaling. <laughs> Oh, I think, you know, relationships are about compromise. And I think that when, when Cartier first heard that Adam wasn't going to church, she was like, nah, nah, I'm not having someone who's not coming face to church. Just dropped, yeah, face didn't dropped. Like and she was she, yeah, and upset. Cartier was like, you know, this isn't a game. You know, this is something that I'm really passionate about. This is something that I've dedicated a lot of my life to and still am doing that. But, you know, I think Cartier came to terms with it a bit more and she sort of compromised and said, you know, in, inside her brain, I think she was thinking, okay, well, if he's going to come a few times to support me, that's probably good enough. You know, that's probably not what she'd want and that's not a preference, but she was thinking that's good enough. You know, I can accept that. You can't always get what you want. You can't always get what you want. So I feel, yeah, I think they can get through that. And I was- think she was almost more upset that the question had been brought forward in their relationship, not by them, yes. but by everyone else in the villa. And she was sort of saying to him, like, you know, they don't get it. This isn't a joke. This isn't a game. Like, this is what I believe in my life. And I hate that we're having to have this conversation now before they both were ready or even know if it's a conversation that they'll need to have. Because at the moment, this still all exists in this little bubble universe of the villa. Like who even knows if it's going to work on the outside? And if it's not going to work on the outside, then does it even matter? You know, it's kind of goes to that idea of like, how involved in your relationship do you let your your mates get. And that's also kind of what happened with Vanessa and Matt. Like he just let everybody get involved in this relationship. He let them send his partner home. Yeah. It's I, an interesting one. I think that that was the main thing that was upsetting um, Cartier was that everyone was sort of making a joke about it, throwing it out there, having a bit of laugh and bantering, whereas Cartier takes it extremely serious. Mm. And, you know, I think that was the most upsetting thing for Cartier. I'll admit the idea of Adam going to church is kind of funny. <laughs> I just can't picture it. <laughs> no, no. And at least, look, at least he was honest. You know, he could have sat there and, and lied and said, yeah, I'll go to church every Sunday. Well, so. he probably thought the bike could read, you know, his mind. Exactly. It's a, you know, it's a totally understandable thought. So, <laughs> oh my God. The other couple where compromise came up on the truth bike, but it 
did not go down as smoothly was between Owen and Jesse. So Jesse was asked if she would move for love. Owen's based on the Gold Coast and she said yes. Jesse um, lives in Tassie, so that's quite a trip actually. Owen was asked the same question on his time on the bike and he said no, barely even hesitated. Yeah, I noticed that straight away. That was pretty concerning. Just the way, how quickly he said no. And it was just like his attitude was, there's no way I'm, you know, compromising at all with my life. You can come to me. And I was like, that doesn't really, that's not really fair. And that's not really a, you know, the right attitude to have. If you have met someone that you really, really like and you've got a, connect, a strong connection with, surely you're willing to compromise a little bit. Even if if Owen said something like, look, my whole life's based in the Gold Coast, but I would consider it, you know, in the future, you know, if, if we progressed, you know, really, really well and keep going at the pace we're going, it's definitely yeah. an option that I'll consider. A response like that is a lot better than just a straight up, no, not willing to move. I'm not moving. You come to me. Because that's what Jesse read into it as. Another thing that I found concerning as well was a Someone asked, you know, if Anna was there on day one, would you yes. would you have coupled up with with Anna? And I was like, oh, he's going to say no. Like, you you're, you're currently in a relation. Well, you're forming a connection with Jesse. You're going really well. And he hesitated, like for two or three seconds, and I was like, oh, my Mate, God. you've got to be decisive. Whatever you decide to do, do oh, it quick. You know, he shot himself, you know. It was almost worse than him just saying yes, owning that and being like, yes, you know, but it didn't happen and we'll, we'll never know. That hesitation really planted some seeds of doubt in Jessie's mind, and I think rightly so. She said what many women have said to themselves in the early stages of a relationship, how many red flags is too many red flags? <laughs> Yeah, but, I but think, it's true. Yeah. He's starting to show these these little sides of himself that, you know, he does kind of expect things to just come to him, for people to just do what he wants to do. And that does speak to why he was pretty rattled when Jared picked Jesse in the Fireman's Challenge and really went for it and laid one on her. I think he would have expected, no, that's my partner. You know, that's my woman in the villa, so no one goes near her because I'm I'm Owen and I'm and I'm king. I think he thinks he's king. Yeah, there's too many kings and queens of the villa. I don't even know how the uh, hierarchy. It's a royal works. scandal. Yeah, it's a royal <laughs> scandal. It's a royal scandal. Yeah, I think Owen is, you know, he's quite a cocky, arrogant guy. He thinks that, you know, you know, he said it in the beach chart, you know, I had four girls come for me. They were all after me. I was had all the attention. So am I worried? No. And I was like, that's such a douchey comment to make. Like, it is off. It's it's not, you know, it's not right. And I think that he's on his high horse at the moment. And if he's not careful and he doesn't pull it back a bit, I think that Jessie's going to walk. You know, she's already starting to look elsewhere. She's she's shown interest in Jared. You know, she's said that. There might be something there. Maybe she, there is too many red flags with Owen. There might, it might not work. I've heard a few things now that are concerning her. I, I think Owen needs to take a step back. He needs to drop the whole, you know, I'm the big dog king of the villa mm. act. Has it gone too far? Potentially. Is it savable? I think it is. But whether Owen can sort of swallow his pride a bit and, you know, talk it out with Jesse and iron out the issues that they're having, I think they can get back on track. But, it's going to be up to Owen, you know. I think we can all admit that the reason the couples were in the bottom three was based on like one person in the couple. For Maurice and Cynthia outside, nobody liked Maurice. That's why they were in the bottom couple. So it's not because of Cynthia. And I think if I was Jesse, I'd kind of be looking at that pairing that I've got with Owen and thinking, why were we in the bottom three? Is it because of me or is it because of you? 
And those public votes and, you know, all those polls and stuff, they actually do change your, like, opinion on things and they make you feel good or they can make you feel really bad because you start to build a bit of confidence. So if, you, if you're consistently, you know, being selected to go on dates, if you're mm-hmm. consistently being selected, you know, not in the bottom three, so you're in the top three, most popular um, couples, islanders, whatever, it starts to build your confidence a bit because in there you have no idea who's loved, hated, you know, funny person. No external reference. Person. You have no idea what's going on. So as soon as you start to win a couple of those votes, you're going, oh, maybe the, the audience do really like us as a couple and they can see potential there. Or if you're in the bottom three, you can start to think the opposite and go, far out, like what's the public seeing that I'm not? It can start to weigh in on your mind. I think that that would definitely be something that Jesse and Owen are both thinking about. You know, they'd be thinking, why isn't the, why are we in the bottom three? You know, we've been together since day two or three. You know, we're we're the strongest supposed couple in here. So they're popular amongst the other islanders, yeah, right? Other so islanders, you would assume yeah. that that was, you know, going to carry on to the outside. Well, all of the islanders will now be thinking, you know, the public don't think that they're genuine, so maybe they're not. So it's funny because from a, a viewer's point of view, the island, although, you know, it is reality TV and people have lots of opinions about that, but starting to see the conversations that they are that are now cropping up more and more as they've spent more time in there, in there and the pairings are kind of either crumbling or getting stronger. They really do mirror the conversations that you have in real life, in real relationships where the, when you're dating or whether it's a little bit further along. I think that's part of the reason why we all love it so much because you kind of see why well, I've definitely seen in there things that I know that I do. And conversations I know that I've had for better or for worse in relationships. So I guess my question to you is when you're actually in the villa, does it feel that same way or does it feel different to the conversations around like relationships and dating and meeting someone that you have in the outside world? Yeah, I think you're totally right. The reason the show is so successful is because, you know, everyone's been dumped. Everyone's had to dump. Everyone's, you know, found a spark really quickly and everyone's seen one fade away. So when situations play out, me personally as well, I find myself going, oh, I've been in that situation before. I've been dumped or I've seen a girl that I'm not a hundred percent sure if it's going to work out. And how do I, how do I move forward from that? And how do I, you know, am I being too keen with this person that I like? So everyone's been in the situation that plays out. Um, and I think that's why the show is so successful because it's so genuine and, and you can really think back to a moment in your life where, oh, that's been me, you know. Especially some of those insecurities and that's probably the stuff we don't talk about, you know, as much with our friends or, you know, families or whatever. Like you can see the little doubts creeping in and it's like, do I even know, like, am I making the right decision? Can I be trusted to make the right decision for myself? What do other people think? I don't, what do I even think? It's just drives you crazy. Yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, being an Islander in there, it's definitely like when situations are playing out, I've been in those situations before, but they're just extremely heightened and fast forwarded. So. I would not be emotionally tough enough for that. Really? Yeah, it's too much. But here you are saying you could do Survivor. Did you say you could do Survivor? Yeah, I could totally do Survivor. We're two very different people. I could not do Survivor. Well, we have a whole week of love, drama and action to go. So we'll see if any of our predictions come true? Probably, <laughs> Probably not. none of them. <laughs> they haven't come true at all so far. You're right, though. Things are really spicing up. I can't wait to see how this all plays out because it's starting to starting to pick up the pace now, don't you think? I can't wait to keep voting. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start voting now. I'm so loving I'm the power. I'm, I'm loving the power that comes <laughs> with that app. <laughs> 
Thank you guys so much for listening to Obsessed. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And make sure you head to Daily Mail Australia for the biggest, best and juiciest Love Island and reality TV coverage on the internet. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.